0: you're listening to the
1: smells like middle-aged spirit podcast
0: what
2: smells so bad
0: it's strong but you'll get used to it now here's your hosts nick stevenson yeah buddy (laughs)
1: ladies and gentlemen Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world. You have just tuned in to episode eight of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. We are so gracious and humbled by the fact that you're joining us yet again. You know the deal. My name's Nick Stevenson. Chris Clark is in the building. (laughs) And I'm very proud to have a very special guest. And he's special for a lot of reasons. Uh, Not only because you're going to give us a unique perspective on the american dream but you're a little bit of a fanboy bro oh,
2: just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit hey and
1: i don't mean that in a negative way not at all i'm telling you chris the second an episode has been posted this is listen number <laughs> yep, one yep, right here yep. every single time yep, <laughs> and he's right. letting the world know about it yep. so we appreciate you ladies and gentlemen I want to introduce you to joshua beard you go by josh or joshua
2: uh josh josh beard
1: Okay, and speaking of beard, that is (laughs) glorious. Anybody who knows this man, he's got this name, and he's living it for a reason, (laughs) I'm telling you. Glorious beard. I'm so glad you're here, though, man. Not only because you've been supporting us heavy, really heavy, and we appreciate that. Not a problem. But I've had an opportunity now, knowing Chris for so many years, and he tells me that you guys grew up together, so I'm going to have some questions about that. I've had an opportunity (laughs) (laughs) to be around people with a spirit and the an energy of just being happy mm-hmm. and doing whatever it takes to do that. And I've said before Chris is one of the most entrepreneurial spirited people I've ever met in my life. The dude always has an idea of something he wants to do and now he's he's living it. So I think what we have here is an interesting dynamic. You have a guy who I'm I'm kind of a newbie. I've just introduce myself to the idea of possibly being an entrepreneur i'm at those beginning stages it's exciting is not it it is and then we it's got a guy who yeah. you're not working for yourself quite yet not yet you're still working for the man but yep. you're getting there <laughs> yep. yep and then we got a dude who's doing the damn thing <laughs> he is his own damn boss yep hopefully we can get an interesting and conversation going here about okay how do we how do i take the next step how do i get to be chris how does chris get to be you and yeah. then and then we take it from there so josh the first thing I want to do is help our listeners who don't know you get to know you a little bit. Where are you from, man?
2: I'm from actually from the Houston area. Uh, I was born and raised here. Um, Shout out Deer Park. To Deer Park, Deer Park, no I know y'all have some beef, but uh, <laughs> it's all good. You you've been it's in so- between. I've been, in you've between. been on both sides of the aisle. Okay, and, man. I've been all over the place. I've been to South Houston, Pasadena, Deer Park, but I ultimately end up graduating from a port. So. Okay,
1: okay. Bulldog. Shout out. All right, man. That's cool. No beef here. You guys have known each other since how old were you? Oh,
3: man. I mean, Birth? Our, our mothers grew up <laughs> together. Okay. I mean, not grew up together, but they were, they start. I think they became friends when they were like 11 or 12. Yeah. And they ended yeah. up actually moving into their own apartment together.
1: Okay. So yeah. when, when Chris is telling these crazy stories, you're like, yep, I remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> the, the blowing up dog shit and whatnot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> well, that's what's up. That's cool. I imagine you two because, you know, you and I have only... Had any discussions through messenger, but I, we're we're friends on Facebook. I keep mm-hmm. an eye on what you're doing. You're out there making moves. When I imagine the two of you together as kids, I imagine you like down by the monkey bar selling pixie sticks and, <laughs> <laughs> and blow pops. You know, got your trench coat. Like, hey man, what
3: do you want, man? <laughs> so
1: what? Was, I mean, when when you guys were kids, I mean, what was that dynamic like? Were you guys? entrepreneurs then were you just
3: speaking for myself i can't say i was entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit yeah at that time in my life you know i was just a basic average joe kid okay you know Around, All right.
1: running the streets. That would have been a good story, though. Selling, yeah. selling them pixie <laughs> sticks.
3: Uh, my, my brother did uh, have a funny story. He sold gum. He would go buy gum at the stores, <laughs> and he know, would sell it by and the flip stick at in, in, in school. <laughs> and he said, I just couldn't believe how easy it was. Like, people yeah. would literally buy a stick of
1: gum. My boy Boo out there selling Lucy's. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's it's
0: crazy.
3: crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. So I asked you this last night, and I'll ask you the same thing. Like, when you were a kid, though, when... Nothing was impossible. Like, what did you want to be when you were a kid?
2: Well, and and to kind of based off a little bit of what I told you was, uh, when I was a kid, and and my parents can vouch for this. Um, I'd always walk around and say I want to be an army man. Yeah. And um, as I got older into high school, um, and I guess hanging around all the hold your pride crew. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, musicianship slowly came in, but um, obviously that's not a.
1: Everybody was going to be a rock star <laughs> at some point. Right? Oh, yeah. At some point. Yeah. At some point.
2: But um, but yeah, it was uh, that's that's what it was, and then it just life well, hit you a little bit different. Yeah, I
1: understand. <laughs> I just the reason I ask is when you are a kid, you you think you can do anything. Oh, of course. Curse, oh, course yeah. What did you when you were a little kid? What did you want to be? This
3: is gonna sound crazy. <laughs> I don't want nobody judging me on this, but <laughs> when I was a kid, man, I always knew growing up that I wanted to be a husband and I wanted to be a father. Right. That was my main goal in life. Like that was. What I wanted to do so bad, like, I wasn't career-focused right. when I was a kid. I just knew growing up I was going to be a good husband and I was mm-hmm. going to be a good dad.
1: Yeah. That was my That no, was my dream. No judgment here, dude. I, I was mean, the same thing. But no. I was going to be the next Michael Jackson See, at the same goes, time, too. Some kids have these
3: wild-ass <laughs> dreams. But I'm going yeah. to be the president. <laughs> right. Like, no, not me, dude. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I feel you on that. Even as a teenager, and, you know, I knew I was going to be a father. I knew I was going to have a little girl. Uh-huh. Everything else was up in the air, but I knew those two things yeah, were going to yeah. happen. But when, what, the reason I say that is because when you're a kid, you dream. Yeah. You oh, could be anything. Yeah, astronaut, whatever. Nothing is off limits. And yeah. we talked about it before until adulthood kicks you in the ass and starts killing <laughs> that imagination. But at some point in that development, as you become an adolescent, a teenager, you have to start thinking about your future. Of course. There's this, this term that's been coined, the American dream. I started thinking about it. The American dream... Can mean anything. It doesn't mean the same thing to everyone.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. I wanted to ask you, gentlemen, before we get heavy into it, what does the American dream mean to you? I'll start with you, Josh. Oh, my spot.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> to to me, it's just it, it kind of goes back to that childhood. I guess meaning for you is you know there's no limit. Yeah. You know? What whatever whatever you put your mind to and whatever you can set out to do is is your dream. You know. Right. And, um. For, for some reason, when you had American in front of it it it's like i can do anything yeah, yeah. and yeah. there's really nothing that can hold you back
1: yeah, yeah. it takes on this patriotic feel it for does. sure it does. for yeah. sure what does it mean to you chris
3: i my i, I don't i don't know if you would call this the american dream or not this is this is the chris clark dream <laughs> right i, I want to build a life to where i don't need a vacation from it mm-hmm. i want to be at that point to where if my wife tells me hey let's go to cozumel mexico in a week like Fuck yeah, let's go. See <laughs> right. y'all
0: later. Absolutely, you know? yeah. like absolutely. It's, it's, I like the,
3: the like the planning and the stressing and the saving and the hoopla that goes along with vacations and goes with, you know, things like that. Take those worries out of it. Take yeah. those take those worries about bills. Take the you know take the worries out of absolutely the car. No, like if you if you if you want to go. And I, I'm not saying it's all you know f- you know financial and stuff right. like that, but it it just makes life so much easier when you say, all right, the truck I'm driving just broke down. Well, shit! I didn't pay any TTL on it. I just financed everything, so now I'm upside down in this bitch. Right. I can't even go trade it in because it's a turd. Yeah. You know, you know what? Let's just, let's don't worry about that. Let's just go buy a new truck.
1: Yeah, you know, just I hear you. the 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 I financial this, independence of it. I yeah. say
3: the simplicity, but in real out in all reality, it's not simple. It's actually a very complicated method. But in right. my eyes, that's the way I see things happen. You know, things working. That's how I see sure. it. Bit progressing for
1: sure. Ironically, technology allows us to look up the definition of certain things. And I just out of shits and grins, like, let me look up the American dream. Let me show you the definition of investopedia. They're not paying us, but if they want to, (laughs) to, you know, Uh, it says, what is the American dream? The American dream is the belief that anyone, regardless of where they were born or what class they were born into, can attain their own version of success in a society where upward mobility is possible for everyone. The American dream is achieved through sacrifice, risk taking, hard work, rather than by chance. I agree with that.
3: I do too, one hundred percent, absolutely.
1: And I think that's that's the idea. Have been defined any better? Yeah, Yeah. that was and so here's here's the part that's fluid. It says own version of success. There you go. So success to one person could be completely different for another. Absolutely. Okay. And for me, when I think of the American dream. A lot of people with the American dream is be rich, be financially stable, have be able to buy whatever you want. Well, that's not necessarily going to make that dream complete Mm -hmm. to me. Yes, it means to be wealthy, but not necessarily financially. I use the example if I could make the exact same money that I was making now working for myself. I would be happy because I was working for myself. Yeah, no, course. I probably don't have a Bentley in the driveway of or I'm course. not flying around in helicopters, but yeah. I'm doing it on, on my own. That's the American dream. Yeah. Also, part of the American dream is owning things that are yours, yeah. not having to give your hard-earned money to somebody else to use something that's theirs. Yeah. So I think most people think, you know, being financially independent, owning a home, mm-hmm. owning vehicles, like that's, that's the American dream, working for yourself, doing your own thing. What's ironic about it is we have a man sitting here next to us. He's not only living the American dream, but he's selling the American dream,
2: <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah.
1: Do you ever think about that? Uh, for people who don't know, so you're in real estate.
2: Right, right. Are you
1: called a realtor or a real estate agent? What do we call you? So
2: the, the definition for me is it, when you actually get your license and you're actually part of a you know a, a brokerage and doing your own thing, you're an actual realtor. Okay. Um, now, you can be still be a, you know, an agent or a real estate agent. or. Um, What's the difference in the two? It's basically like doctor, or, uh, okay. or officer, or, or it's 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 just the you know the title that you okay. get with it. Yeah. Okay,
1: so if you're an agent, does that mean you work for somebody else, or you can be an agent and work for yourself as well? No, You can be an agent and work for yourself. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's, it,
2: it, most people you'll see, they'll use the realtor just because it's. I mean, it's more fancy when you say realtor. People know yeah, exactly yeah. what that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: So yeah, it's it's just more like a title. Okay. Do you ever think about that though?
1: That you're selling people the American dream in not, a way?
2: Not. Not until just now. Like as soon, as soon as you said that, I was like, "No, nah, that's that's going on the business cards." Yeah, really. for sure. I mean, because we sell the
3: American dream.
1: I'm sure you have to get some type of satisfaction and anytime you come across somebody they're buying a house for the first time. Yeah, and they're nervous, but when it's finally all said and done, and you get to hand them that key, like for them, that's like the epitome of we finally did it. You oh yeah, know? especially when they're doing it for the first time.
2: And I'm glad you say that because you know my big spill when I meet people is, you know, this is, I'm going to start off by saying, this is not a sales pitch. What I'm about to tell you is like, look, I'm here for you. Uh, You know, it helps pay the bills, but at the end of the day, I am still friends with every one of my clients that I I close with. Right. And um, I'm here for you. I want to make sure you get what you, what you want. Right. So I'm going to be honest with you. It's a great feeling when someone puts trust in you to help them find something that, you know, a big portion of, you know, Americans don't get to do.
1: I'm glad I put that in your mind though. That's the American dream. Y'all gonna have to forgive my neighbor Daniel for playing whack a mole over there.
2: If <laughs> you can hear that in
1: the background. Let's talk about because you weren't, obviously, you weren't born working for yourself. You had a time period where you were working for the man as well. Oh, yeah. Um. So, what type of work have you done? You know, you said you originally wanted to be in the military, the music thing didn't work out. So, <laughs> When it came time, they're like, look, man, I got to get out of my mama's house. What did you oh, decide yeah. you were going to do?
2: The, my, my first thing was sink or swim, and I, I went straight into the workforce, and um, that workforce uh, was Sandwich Artist at Subway. Just so if you don't know that, <laughs> that that's really a, that what they called it. That was a good way to put Sandwich that. Artist. And I actually, like that. that's artist. what they put it. That's that's your job title. So if nice. you ever want to to talk to them, that is their job title. Sandwich put that artist. on the resume. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do. Sure. I do. It's, it's at the bottom. It's at the bottom. Right. It's, it's on there. But uh, I did fast food. Uh, I did Jack in the Box. Uh, shout out to one on 146. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, while I was there, actually, I got a phone call from Chris. And that's when I started working offshore. yeah with, uh, with SPL, and um, I mean, it was, uh, you want to talk about an interesting dynamic change. That was, yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, so what this, were you.
1: What were you guys doing offshore?
2: That was hands down one of
3: the coolest fucking jobs I've ever had in oh, my really? life. The, the dynamic was so different than your regular humdrum nine to five bullshit, right? Right. So we worked uh, seven on, seven off. We had our own helicopter. Nice. Like, when I say our own helicopter, like, it was your foreman your Secondary and your pilot, that was nice. it. And usually, the foreman sat in the front seat with the pilot and told him, All right, we're going to West Cam 170. And there, the pilot would just <laughs> take off and go, right? Right, we go, we'd, we'd land, we'd do meter swaps, we'd do uh sample exchanges, and then we'd get back in the helicopter and we'd hit the next one. Nice, and we'd do two, you know, two, three, four, five, depending on weather. And then every night, man, we had this. When we were on hitch, the helicopter was allowed to stay off at uh, what was it three days at a time?
2: Yeah, three days before we had to come in. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so we'd we'd always crash out at you know West Can 368 or West Can 170. Man, it was like Cadillacs. They were old shell rigs, so they were right, ginormous. Right. There was there were it was only a platform that had three people on it. and They had like ten bedrooms.
1: Cool, cool, and,
3: dude. All the fishing you could do, eating like. When I say fucking kings, dude, I mean like <laughs> deep freezers, ten or twelve deep freezers, right, filled to the brim of any kind of food you can imagine.
1: Yeah, just stay away from the sardines, right?
2: Oh god, yeah. <laughs> I, I got, I got, Go a, I got a story for that in a second. <laughs> oh man, Go, going <laughs> back to the food, I remember the first time that it was like the first within the first month that I went out there, we had walked down. Yeah, you know, there was a serving room, kind of like a cafeteria, right? And you know, I'm thinking, you know. Fresh out of the Jack in the Box, I'm thinking we're probably gonna get you know, hamburgers or you know, something, something plain or whatever. I walk up there and he's like, "Oh, how, how do you want your steak?" Yeah, and I was like, "What? <laughs> I, what? What?" No and, joke, man. And, it was crazy. Yeah, I, and I'm different. And Are
1: you I, sure this wasn't the American Dream? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? It was. It was almost <laughs> so something went wrong because uh, I mean the the
3: <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do, to exploit the company in any kind of negative yeah, way. Right? The management was fucking horrible. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. So com- you love the
1: gig, dude. The, the people you were working for, yeah, it okay. was an amazing gig. It was okay. amazing.
3: Complete fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, it was just a, it was a shit show.
1: Yeah, uh, obviously enough to the point the jo- that it was a, the it job was a point. the
3: job was phenomenal. You couldn't ask for like like I said for a cooler dynamic. It was just you and two other guys, and you're flying around the Gulf of Mexico in your private helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You no, know, it, it's cool. And all, yeah. like I said, all the fishing you want to do. Wow, it was it was. It was bad. At, we saw some wild shit out there, dude. There's this, I don't know if you ever heard of a whale shark. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. ginormous, man. And yeah. like rule number one is you do not go in the water for any reason ever. Right. You don't go in the water. Dude, we were at this platform, man. And I guess it was his operators last two weeks or something like that. <laughs> this dude's, he's an A operator on the, on the rig. And he's like, "I hear," <gasps> and he stands up and he's, He goes down on what they call a plus 10 deck, right? It's (laughs) because all the way down the rig and it's 10 foot above the water. Yeah. Dog, this cat, unzipped his coveralls, and he jumps in the water, and he's swimming, right? Yeah. This whale shark that's probably 20 foot long, he's ginormous. Dude. He's on top of this whale shark, and he's just petting him. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm looking at him like oh hell no I'm, I'm, go,
1: I'm telling you this was, guy was white right oh yeah oh, of course okay. <laughs> <No. laughs> I think okay yeah, yeah that's crazy yeah. shit oh, I've ever I seen you
0: know, <laughs> I got
1: you I got you okay no <laughs> the, it, so, hey man it's it is what it is that's insane though yeah it, so it, you,
3: it really was
1: you guys so I guess working for the man was the only thing that was holding you down cause this sounds like a badass job well but. it
3: was the the like I said the the management was rancid, and you people think, like, working offshore, you're getting paid buku money. Right. Not the case. Oh, okay. Not the case at all. I mean, like, when we first started, we had a lot Somebody of money Somebody got to pay for that
1: helicopter, bro.
3: Oh, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably where most of the budget went.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. $1.7 a month is what that helicopter costs to operate. Wow. And that was at our beck and call 24-7. That's
1: yeah. insane. Two, pi- two
3: pilots that worked fourteen on, fourteen off. Our pilots were great, man. We had a guy named Dave and a guy named Keith. Mm-hmm. And Dave, man, he was old Vietnam pilot, <laughs> grumpiest son of a bitch you've ever oh, met in your no. life. But dude, he was one hell of a pilot. Yeah, he there was there was a time that I, I never actually got scared until so when temperature and dew point meet, it creates fog. Right, right. Typical weather common sense. We're putting along, coming back in and that temperature and dew point met. And I'm talking it was like somebody took white spray paint and spray painted the cab of that helicopter. You couldn't see anything, bro. No. Anything. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Khan is in the back seat. Chris Khan starts screaming about 2 <laughs> seconds into this, right? Their training tells them to go up yeah. instead right. of going down, right? So he's for following gauges. Exactly. <laughs> so you don't hit the ground, obviously. He's, yeah. he's going up, 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 up. We get to about 2,500 feet, and we're not out of it. So he's like, I'm turning around. We're not going back into night. So he turns yeah. around, and, dude, by the time we cleared the fog, we're 200 feet above the water. That doesn't sound like a very short distance. Oh, it's very
1: short. It, yeah. It dude. That's too close for my comfort. <laughs> I'm talking
3: like my immediate Reaction was to like just grab everything and like holy shit we're about to hit the water <laughs>
1: yeah. and
3: old Dave Shelley man all him and his fifty pounds of ass I mean he's a little bitty dude yeah. he pulled up on that collective and that helicopter It's shaking it's and good. I just hear Chris Conn back <laughs> <laughs> screaming of course he he gets out of it and I'm just like put this helicopter on any platform the next one you find I don't care if it's man or yeah. man get me get me out off of this, this motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. so he yeah. did we landed. At a platform that we don't have any business on. Yeah. It was just a random platform. And I said, just keep keep it spinning. I'm going to go talk to these guys. We ran, we ran downstairs and were like, hey, dude, we got weather rolling in. We just got stuck. We're trying to get back. Can we crash? Hell yeah, man. Shut it down. Tie that thing down. Y'all come crash. We're mm-hmm. just about to cook dinner. Yeah, And, of course, there's a bunch of Louisiana coon asses who cook some <laughs> Freaking mean ass, a two Fe, man. It was yeah. the culture out there was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. The pay that su- sounds like a
1: dope gig. The pay sucked. I'm the sorry, you guys sucked. aren't still doing that. <laughs>
3: it, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah. it, it was it was probably one of the coolest jobs I'll ever have. Okay, I mean it, it was it was definitely
1: yeah. And you're working with your buddy, so yeah, yep. that's cool. So when that when that falls to the wayside for whatever reasons, um, what's your next move?
2: Well, I, I think you had you had got your gig before i i did you had mm-hmm. left before i did yeah um and i stayed a little bit longer and i happened to stay right up to basically you know the crash um when they weren't doing anything and we were starting you know, starting to lose the platforms and stuff yeah. so i think yeah. when i started we had like over 300 platforms how long were you there because i wasn't there very long i was there for about six months maybe i think i was there still about a year
3: about okay a year and a half. yeah i didn't stay very long yeah right.
2: I, well because i the, the the gig for me when I started was I was supposed to you know relocate to the Corpus yeah uh, or Victoria so to uh-huh. say and um, that's
3: when that Eagleford shelf was just yeah just blowing booming. up man and It's yeah.
2: huge now but um but I was supposed to go down there and ultimately I think when when you left they opened up the spot for the offshore so I hopped on it okay and um and yeah just I think like I said we when we started it was like like three hundred some platforms, and when uh-huh. I left, it was less than a hundred. Yeah, oh, okay. and that was including monthly, quarterlies, and yearlies. And I was like, "Yeah, what are we doing? Like, we're yep. going out. You know, we have a seven seven schedule, and we're flying for two or three days, knocking everything out, and then we're off for like thirteen days. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and then they started not paying, and I, it, like I said, it was, it was, it,
1: yeah. yeah. So it was time to make a move. It was time man. to yeah. make a move. And yeah. so
2: uh, at that time, um, I, I went ahead and started filling out for. Uh, the plant stuff over here, right? And uh, end up hitting a gig with uh, with SGS uh, PSC, okay. Uh, working with Oxy Vinyl uh, guys right here, and um, worked my way up. I was there for uh, five five and a half years, mm-hmm. and uh, worked my way all the to a lead man, and uh, was just in, was in charge of uh, three man crew, the big boss, okay, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay.
1: But, yeah. So you're in the oil and gas. Now I'm going to stop you there because. Mm-hmm. That can be, if you get in the right place in the oil and gas industry, you can get comfortable. Yeah. Very comfortable. You know? Yeah. And there's that stability of of working for somebody else. When you work for somebody else, it comes with all the bullshit. Yeah. The stuff yeah. that makes you unhappy. Yeah. And sometimes that paycheck keeps coming in. You're like, all right, I'll do this <laughs> for two more weeks. Well, you like know?
2: you said, when you work for somebody, you you need to work when they want you to work. Right. That's, that's, that's the key. And I think, um, you know, after a while, it just. And you're, you're you still down. a single
1: guy at this time, right?
2: Uh, no, at this time I'm me and my wife. I think we were still dating then. Okay. We were still dating even when I was offshore.
1: Oh you you probably had to spend quite a bit of time away from each other. Yeah, and
2: and and that that you know that's another reason why you have to leave too. Is eventually, you know, um, just not a family I'm, man job. Yeah, yeah, it's not absolutely not. If even if you're, I mean, even if you don't have kids, it's not it's not a job for for a marriage. Right. I mean, I, I applaud anybody that can do it. That, some, dude, some of those cats
3: stay out there for. Months, a year at a time. Yeah, man. They just live out there. Yeah. He's like, well, I had an apartment, but I don't know what the fuck happened to it. <laughs> like, it's going now. He's that was insane. He's on a platform, and like, why don't you go home? Why the fuck would I go home? You know, <laughs> I nothing to go back home to.
2: Yeah, free home cooked meals too. I'm like, oh, okay. man.
3: I can't, I mean, uh, you're yeah. out there for four days and you good come for back you. with these sea legs that are like, you know, you're not used to seeing level ground for four days. It yeah. kind of, it messes with your equilibrium and yeah. it just, it gets uncomfortable.
1: Quick. You know, hey man, good for that guy. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So to you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So at what point when you're working for somebody else, did you decide Mm-mm, not anymore?
2: Well, and, and we'll probably get a little personal, but you know, when you're working those crazy schedules, um, especially in the plants, you, you. Get kind of stretched in with your personal life. You, yeah. you don't really, you know, you don't have the um, freedom to know. Hey, I'm going to go out for the weekend or do something. You don't have that anymore. Um, yeah. You're or, sitting at a
1: table with two people. who <laughs> yeah, completely understand. Yeah, that. Absolutely.
2: It eventually has got to the point. You know, hey, you know, I, I I can't do this anymore. And actually, when I when I bought my house, the person at the time was like, "Man, I really like your your work ethic. Like, I really like what you can do. I think you can do what I do." And I was like, "Well, you know, I I can't I can't make that jump yet." Like right. i was i was comfortable i was making exactly. i was making decent money paying everything I was paying everything on time uh paying things ahead i was like man i just can't do it eventually you'll get to a point in in that plant life that you can't get any further and it's not because right. of your own volition it's because oh, yeah. of something else yeah. Right. oh yeah and yep. um i couldn't do it anymore and and i was skipped over numerous times and I come up for like a foreman position. Yeah, yeah. It opened yeah. up, it opened up twice. It opened up, uh, was it twice when I was there for, for those five years and they were like, yeah, man, you'll, you'll be next. You'll be next. And then some off, off site cat would come in and be like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm taking with, over with I'm the saying, politics. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um I just said, man, I, I can't do it. You know, it, it's, it's not that I physically couldn't do it. Mm. I, you know, at the time it was, um, you know, it was, Doing personal issues at home. Yeah, of course. And and
1: it's mentally taxing. It is. Yeah.
2: It really is. And, and it
1: affects every aspect of your life. Absolutely. So you had to make a choice between being comfortable and being happy. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people come to that fork in the road. But when we read the definition of the American dream earlier, it said it is achieved through sacrifice, risk taking, mm-hmm. and hard work rather by chance. So the guy who sold sold you your house, he says, Hey man, you could do what I do. What was the what was the breaking point? You ask him how much commission he got? like yeah, How much of this money I'm giving you are Yo, you about to get? But like,
2: the the breaking point was just the comfortability. You know, right. it, it, like you said, you know, the commission was a big thing. It's definitely one of those jobs that you get out what you put in. Right. And uh, I'm not saying I'm lazy or anything like that, but I was comfortable making the money I was doing in the right. easy easy hours.
1: All you had to do was show up, really. Yeah, show yeah. up
2: and leave. And that was it. <laughs> it just got to a point, you know, um, the marriage was taking a strain and, and, and personal life, stuff like that, and it just – yeah. I said, you know what? Let's try something different. Let's let's just change it up. I know we're I know we're comfortable. I know we're doing everything. But, you know, we've always wanted to start a family or we always wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. be able to do things on our own time. So let's do it. Okay.
1: And um Were you working while you were working on your license or <laughs> did you just So I, I bye boss, working, no, I'm I, out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I started working on it uh, while I was still working there. Uh-huh. And um, due to the politics, I was let go before I was able to complete my courses yeah and so all i really did was light a fire under my ass mm-hmm. i just like cool now i'm gonna get my classes done and i think i i i got let go in november and before the end of december i was already finished with the classes i had to wait a month to be able to do the actual test and um that, that following year um two months i was licensed in february Hit that's the ground what's running.
1: that's yeah. what's up that's a beautiful thing man because when you got let go that was a fork in the road also
2: oh, yeah, what am I going to do? Because you
1: could have been like, oh, man, now nah, I can't take this class and just gave up on it. It yeah. happens you know? all the time. Yeah. It happens. All, I see it all the because time. Because people people link financial security with being happy. Yeah. And when something bad happens, you have a choice. Are you going to give up or are you going to keep keep going? Oh, yeah. yeah, fight or flight. That's, yeah. That's exactly and what And that's a beautiful thing, man, because you, you kept at it. You got your license going. so now that you're licensed, are you – Diving in head first, Are you looking for work to do at the same time? Like, what was your approach to this thing?
2: I'm kind of like Chris. I, I don't like to say still. Um, mm-hmm. I do it full time, um, and that's what most you'll see most agents do. You'll see some occasional agents do, you know, part time and, and and do a day job. But um, but now I'm full time, and I do uh, side gigs and stuff like that, like okay. Uber and stuff like that, just to keep myself busy. There you go. There you go. But um, but yeah, it's very much a full time. That's
1: driver. good. That's good. And I mean. You got to go for it. You, you got to go for it. Balls to the wall, man. You have to. I, I, I'm not mad at you for that. I think the energy that you put out is probably the reason that you're having success. I know my wife wants you to sell us a house already. That's why I'm not even <laughs> And I don't even know if you guys have actually met in person. but I don't think so. I'll tell you that the reason that you came up when we were talking about it is because she knows people you have dealt with. Mm-hmm. And nobody's had anything but positive things to say about you. I'm going so. to tell,
3: tell you something right now. Buying a home in 2017, what I told Haley, after everything was said and done, after mm. everything was finalized, I had the keys in my hands. I said, I hope you're willing to die in this house <laughs> because I'll never fucking do that again. Ever. Yeah. I, it was just I don't know why the experience was so shooken for me. Like every yeah. step of the way, I was just on edge right. with everything. Every yeah. email that came through, I, I, the
1: shit. dream don't start until you're in the house. Oh, yeah, there yeah, you I, go. Yeah, it's exactly. a fucking nightmare before yeah, that. Great. But not if you buy with Keller Williams. <laughs> yeah. Um, so,
3: our realtor was fantastic. Our lender was fantastic. It got to the point to where both of them said, "Chris, you got to chill out. You right. got to take a step back and calm down because you're you, you can't be emailing me at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You can't be doing it. I would have blocked you for sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I, yeah. I, I was just the whole time, dude, I was on edge thinking, like, there's no way this is going to happen. There's no way this is going to pan out in my favor. Like, I'm, right. I'm an optimistic guy. Like man, I, I see the glass half full always. Like I said, when it was all said and done, we're at the title company. We got this big old fat check, and I'm just... <laughs> I'm sweating dude I'm sweating <laughs> they bring this big old pile of paperwork in like, all right, we're gonna need 785 signatures <laughs> and what's funny is I'm signing all this paperwork I'm not paying attention to any of it at all
1: right the
3: only thing I paid attention to is she said you don't own mineral rights to the land I said hold up hold up what <laughs> so if there's oil on my property I don't own it she's like nope six inches of dirt is what you own or something yeah, like that?
2: Yeah, like the, yeah. I'm the first at, six inches. So I'm saying
3: $200,000 to own six inches of dirt on this property. And who and who owns the rest of it? Like, Yeah, who? yeah. So I would. The man. Yeah, the man. <laughs> okay. can't exactly. get away from him. <laughs> so we get, like I said, we get the keys. And I told Haley, we're sitting in that car. And I told Haley, I hope that you love, 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 love this house. Because I'll never do that again. Yeah. Never, ever.
1: Yeah. Like, it I, was you got to work hard for the dream so (laughs) apparently that includes the paperwork yeah (laughs) and all the red tape but at the end of the day i know that there's moments chris where you're sitting back on your back porch you're looking around and you're like that's six inches of dirt right there that's mine that's mine mine. (laughs) (laughs) you know now so does that mean that 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 pawn you dug is not completely yours. Cause I know that half,
3: technically half of it's mine <laughs> and half of it's whoever owns the fucking
1: <laughs> <mine>. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. I,
3: I don't know, man. It, it, it is, it's, it is a blessing in disguise. Right. I would say because it's some, we're trying
1: to sell the dream. Chris here. Don't, don't scare people away. Oh
3: well, no, no, I'm not, I'm, just, I'm just,
1: I'm just being real. Yeah. Like, keep, absolutely. Dude, yeah.
3: I, we went from a rent house that I was completely content in. Uh huh. We're paying nine fifty a month for a three bedroom. Yeah,
1: people are googling that shit right and now. And a nice yeah,
3: where's that at? <laughs> it was dude. It was it was a friend deal. Yeah. It was some. We were pay, literally just paying somebody's mortgage. The, yeah. our landlord was fantastic. I mean, you couldn't yeah. ask for a better landlord. Never went up. It was always you know he he had built another house and he wanted somebody to rent the house out, so he rented it to us for the mortgage. We went from paying nine fifty a month to sixteen seventeen a month overnight. Yeah. It's it's great. It's it's a it's a nice house. It's everything that we wanted. It's we've done the renovations. We've put all yeah. kind of work into it. It is nice. I'm not gonna so, I'm not gonna sit here and downplay yeah, that at yeah. all.
1: You're just at the point where you're trying not to work for the man no more. Exactly. Yeah. That's you, you, that's
3: that's coming. Hopefully. Yeah. I, mean, I would say that, that's it. It's it's within my five year plan.
1: If I know you, that should happen. <laughs> if I know you, Chris Chris is the make shit
2: happen guy. So, Josh, how long have you been doing the real estate now? So, technically, they're supposed to say it's right over a year. But I'm going to be honest with you. I've been doing it for a year.
1: Explain the change in you and your personal life that's happened since you decided, I'm not working for the man no more. I'm going to do me.
2: Well, but, to, to sit here and say that it magically changed everything would be a lie. Right. Um, still have speed bumps right. and, 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 and stuff like that. And um, But it, it's, getting, it's getting better. That's good. And it's good um you know we're able to spend time with each other we're able to have family time mm-hmm. um you know every day I have a section you know I turn my phone off hey I, you know I have it to my clients hey at this time I'm, I'm not going to answer anything right. I have it I'll, I'll respond to you first thing in the morning but I you know I have a family and, and I'm going to spend time with that family yeah, yeah. you've never hand.
1: been able to do that before absolutely working not. for somebody no. that's for sure yeah and so personally like on the inside like it had to be scary to be like,
2: all right. Oh, it's nerve-wracking. It, yeah. It, you know, especially, you know, when you work you know, for the man or you're working in the plants, you, you know what's your job. Is. There's a book, there's a manual, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, there's that for, for what I do, but I try to be a likable person, you know, and you're not going to please everybody. Of course. And that's that's the big scary thing yeah. is putting yourself out there. I know that from yeah. doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but putting yourself out there and, and, you know, very much being yourself and, and just hoping people pick up on that. Yeah, um, that's that's nerve wracking. It really is. Like you say, going back, what you said previously was being able to help people do that. Yeah, that just, you know, going home every day and knowing that I've helped somebody, you know, either start the process or or close on their house. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets me up every morning.
1: That's the gratification. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's the payoff. And man, I'm. I thought you I thought you'd been doing this for way longer than a year cuz I've heard from that many people who've said how good you are and who recommended you. Do I must it. be so, doing something, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, that's that's a great thing. So, give me some advice, man. What's the market like right now? I'm uh I'm hoping to buy in like June, July. What's going on?
2: Well, if you're in the Deer Park area, definitely have some um
1: uh, It's the house my wife wants is on Kentucky.
2: I'm going to look that up. Right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now. It's on Kentucky. I
1: can't remember the address.
2: No, it's looking good. You know, uh, most people that follow the real estate world, you know, we're just coming out of uh, what they call the shift is what they call it where I work. Mm -hmm. Um, Explain that. And the shift is basically just the holidays. So everything just kind of slows down and um, you may get listings and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. people actively buying or not, you know, it goes down and it goes drastically down after that week or that week of Christmas. Mm -hmm. You don't get anything. That's probably
1: why that house has been there for a few weeks now.
2: Probably why I'll give him a probably call. why yeah <laughs> look that up man but yeah see it, if you uh, can knock knock a few knock a few thou off of it there we go <laughs> hey I know, a famous person's buying Legos it's gonna knock that out. <laughs> but, that's what uh, I'm saying right but uh, but yeah it 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 slows down for a little bit and you know for this year we were looking at it and it was like oh we'll probably pick up around the seventh or eighth of, of January and man second second hit and people were like hey I want to see this house and it just started coming back but. Uh, but it's looking good it's coming back um like I said if you're in the deer park area if you have anything under two hundred thousand it ain't gonna last that's long.
3: that's the that's the that's, big ticket right there
2: yeah
3: when we were shopping man anything I mean anything under two hundred thousand I get a notification at three o'clock in the morning I'd text my realtor and say hey let's go check it out he texted me back eight o'clock it's already under contract like that quit wow people have already in it. Put the con- He said some people don't even go look at the houses. Oh they, yeah, they just put contracts in on them. I mean, it was it, it. When we were buying, it got so crazy. There was a house over on Temperance that was very quaint, very low key. It was like fourteen hundred square foot, nice little, nice little pad, little kept. You know, kept up real nice, cute. you needed some updates. One hundred sixty five thousand dollars is what they wanted for it. We got there at eight o'clock. There's a swarm of buyers. And real estate agents. Wow, they're everywhere. There was probably twenty, that's insane. couples and twenty real estate at their eight o'clock. I walk in, I'm like, okay, like I get it, but <laughs> really, yeah,
1: man, there's it's getting to be like that around here well, there's though. There's twenty of it y'all is. in
3: here, so I put a contract in, full asking price, and I I asked them to bring four thousand to close, dude. They responded, lol. Someone just offered one ninety five. Oh, good god, yeah, that, and I was like. How does that work? Like, how is somebody offered 195 for this house when they're only asking 165? He's like, well, they'll finance 165 and they'll come up with the cash from the other end. There's no way I could ever compete with that. Yeah. He's like, man, you got to call your lender. You got to get more money because there's no way we're gonna be able to keep up with these. You know, one sixty five, one seventy five. Yeah. They're
1: selling houses from in New York and California and coming out here with money in the bank. Oh, yeah. oh of course. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that yeah. makes it tough on the people well, who, are, who are buying around th- here.
2: This would be a little real estate secret: is sometimes they list those those houses low like that when they know that they're going to sell for more. Ah, uh, okay. And They put it on there. You know, that's real realistically what they want, mm-hmm. but with the they intent, they know it's going to go more. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it makes hmm. sense. Yeah. And and Deer Park, that's... It's a, it's a war. That zone, makes man. me nervous
1: because they're asking for 300 for the one on Kentucky.
2: Oh. Uh, <laughs> and that a... area
1: is kind of a flood zone. I'm like, what's, what's really going on We're over here? We're in Texas. Everything's a flood that's zone. True. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't know,
3: dude. I, I can wholeheartedly say that my house where I bought, the dude told me it didn't flood during Ike. I was like, okay, bro. Like, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody flooded during Ike. Yeah. Well, we had Harvey, which was... 10 times of a storm.
1: Yeah.
3: And that water only got halfway up my driveway. Yeah, if I remember. If it was going to come in, it was going to come in through the backyard, yeah. not, not by rising water.
2: And I'll probably shock you. I, I live in Dickinson, and mm. when when I say Dickinson and Harvey in the same sentence, most everyone was like, oh, you got flooded. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm they part got of got you out per- of the helicopter. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I'm yeah. part of that 3% that didn't flood, and, wow. and it's a blessing that I didn't. I, yeah. don't, I don't know how we didn't. Yeah. Um, so do you guys pay attention to that, flood zones, when you're – that's the biggest question we get. That, yeah. that really is. It's I have clients that send me a house. Has this flooded? That, not anything else. Not about offers, not about right. what really? school district, but has it flooded? Right. That's the number one question. And and the big thing now is our rhetorical question would be hey, does it matter if it's Harvey or not? Because there was houses that flooded in Harvey that never flooded. Yeah. And,
3: well, they said Harvey was like an 800 year storm or something like yeah, that. Like it, was it was
2: some, and you know.
1: Yeah, there's been a few of those. 800 500 (laughs) years in the last decade or so (laughs) so yeah
2: (laughs) but yeah and you know that I always tell them I was like if you if you say Harvey you know you're gonna write off a lot of the stuff that you may like right you know and that's not me trying to be pushy or anything Mm. I'm just telling you you know like I said some things that weren't supposed to flood flooded and they're never gonna flood again and, but yeah, that's the biggest question is flood.
1: That's the, that's the first thing I thought about when she said, oh, there's this house on Kentucky. I'm like, man, it floods over there all the time. <laughs> yeah. And it's between a high school and a junior high.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that means a guy a three car garage, huh?
1: I hope so. Ooh, I can't buddy. remember. Yeah. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Them, I know what you're house, thinking.
3: Them cribs got three car garage yeah, over there.
1: For sure. That sounds like a podcast studio to me.
3: Oh, oh we got some, it right
1: here. Somebody looked it up. Look, Look at there. There right is. We got t-
2: 298.
1: Yeah. That's what I was saying. I'm
2: gonna go ahead and. So does that mean stainless? they really
1: think they're gonna get like 325 for it? No, not no, at all. No, I no. wouldn't
2: say on that those kind of no, prices.
1: That that that's probably about. What would be dope about that is my kids could walk home from school. There you go. They literally just walk out and cross the street. Yeah. That was pretty dope. Hey, this is probably boring radio, but or podcasting, but whatever. Hey, yeah, look look into it. I'll get some brownie points with my wife for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, We're going, We're going on my save list right
2: now. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So, uh, you check out the pod while you're running around showing houses, man. I, I, I try to. I, I'm probably get annoying on y'all, but <laughs> every time one one's done, I'm like, cool. When's the next one? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's the first one.
1: <laughs> if we miss, like, if I say Sunday morning and it turns noon, he's like, hey man, what happened? <laughs> yeah, what, where's it at? <laughs> what happened? Flipped. What
3: happened? Yeah.
2: Okay. So, did you guys play music together? We did not. Nuh-uh. I guess no. you can consider me a groupie then.
3: Something like that. (laughs) Okay, okay.
2: Because I was wondering,
1: man, I wanted to spin it off, because you mentioned you wanted to be a musician. I know this. He he came to,
3: I would say, 98% of all of our shows we played. Okay. Even if they were, like, off the handle, you know, the guy who owned the pit would call, like, hey, we need a band right now to headline. Mm -hmm. Can you be here in two hours? Like, yeah, we'll be there. And him and his crew, like I said, 98% of the time, we're we're always there, always supporting.
2: That's what's up. Can we take a moment to remember the pit? Dude. That, that <laughs> most people, if you listen to this and you know what the pit is, man, if you ever went there once, you, you would never forget it.
3: It, it was a, <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it, man. It was a fucking garage with a stage right. and the dude had a little bit of money to put into this and make it a venue. And it turned out one of the places that I'll never forget. Like yes. so much stuff happened up there, so much cool things happened. I mean, we did. Uh,
1: Is it no longer there? Is that why we're no, speaking I'll, in past tense? Yeah, no,
3: they, it, they. It's
2: back to a garage. They now. shut it's it down. They, <laughs> it's a, it's a oh, little okay. uh,
3: mechanic shop now. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, dude, it was a super super cool. Place. I mean, live venues are going away now, anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's
2: R.I.P. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Dude,
3: like for real, <laughs> Fitzgerald—they tore that place down. Yeah. yeah. Like I just I I couldn't believe that they would do something like that. But, and if, if you back up and think about it, right. I watched this guy on YouTube called the company, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He, he basically digs into extreme detail of why these ginormous companies fail. Mm -hmm. And he did one on Gibson. I mean, Gibson is the biggest guitar manufacturer in the world. Right. And in 2013, they filed for bankruptcy yeah, because people don't pick up a guitar anymore. People get on a mixer and they auto tune and they can mm-hmm. they can make a frog sound like a princess all yeah. day long. Yeah, and that's how, that's ninety five percent of all music is now. Like yeah, you and just you can put see... the
1: sound of a guitar exactly on that keyboard on that mixer, yep. Yep. and you don't actually I need mean, the guitar.
3: It's all they've they've taken the talent. I say taken the talent. The talent has been shifted to sitting behind a computer and running a mixer yeah. instead of actually. Put it, you know having an instrument in your hand and playing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's
1: that's an interesting thing cuz when you're in business, you got to you got to think ahead oh, about absolutely. stuff like yeah. that. Yep. I mean, you have
2: to always be evolving. Yeah. yeah. You know, the biggest the, the biggest thing that we always talk about, at least when I got into this was everyone remembers Blockbuster. Mhm. Mm-hmm. They had the opportunity early on to to purchase Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. They laughed at it. And they laughed at it. They said, "No." It was no. a joke. It was a right. joke to them. And now every they're laughing at them. You yeah. know, they... What's Netflix
1: worth now? Like $8 oh, dude, billion, no. dollars, something yeah. crazy I mean, like that? It's,
2: it's Fortune 500 for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's
1: yeah. a
3: huge company. It's, and can, a, it's a huge empire.
2: Yeah. And, and can you think if, you know, what if Blockbuster was like, oh, cool, I'm going to buy it. They, yeah. I think it was like a $7 million
3: price tag. It's what they wanted to sell Yeah, for. something
1: like that. Four to seven. It was like a nothing. fraction of what it is now. Yeah.
3: And, and now they're laughing all the way at the bank. Yeah. You yep.
1: got to be forward thinking and, you know... So Gibson filed for bankruptcy. So are they not manufacturing anymore? No, they are. They are they, still- they, they
3: filed bankruptcy to restructure, shut gotcha. a lot of you know plants down, shut a lot of yeah. storefronts down, and things yeah. like that. I'm, I'm sure they have a few manufacturing facilities. Technology, here in the man.
1: US. Technology. Is, it, it, it eats it's taken over, man.
3: It. You know, we'll we'll drive by, like Food Town and Laporte. Oh man. And they'll say, you know, the kids will say, "Why are they closed? That's so sad." They didn't adapt. 2020, right? They they stayed hanging back in 1990. Mm -hmm. Look at look at what you have right down the road. You have like two blocks away. You have this (laughs) grocery store HEB. That's you're excited to get your ass in the car. It's an experience. It is. is. They (laughs) sell they sell that experience. Yeah, and that's why they've been so successful. Yeah, you walk into I mean walk into Food Town in Deer Park. Yeah, dude, it's 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 falling apart. (laughs) Do you you remember? They have they literally have duct tape over tiles that have busted up. Yes. Like, they're just, they're not fixing stuff. They don't care. They don't care to adapt <laughs> to 2020. Yeah.
1: You watched this so shameless, right? Oh, yeah. You remember when I posted on Facebook, I'm like, are we sure the grocery store Fiona worked at isn't food time? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was completely, it just gave me that feel, man. Yeah, and, yeah. hey, you know, anybody who's working there, no offense, you, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, of course. You know, but I understand what you're saying. But there's and
3: just so there's so many, dude. You drive up and down. I mean, Josh can attest as a realtor, commercial real estate. Now, brick and
2: mortar is,
1: yeah, is an old it's way gone. of business. It is.
2: And mm-hmm. you know, we, it, when you say you get sad about like so like for food town, like when I first read the news, I was like, man. I remember going there after school, yeah. and, and you know, even getting a tea or something in the line, whatever. But then you you grabbing some hot Cheetos. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> there it. you go, and then uh, you just thinking, just like, well. No way! Why? Why did it happen? Exactly. You know, uh, it, but yeah, brick and mortar is starting starting to, to go down. I know? mean, when when the when the when the Chronicle came
3: over to the house for Fair Dinkum, they asked me, "Why don't you have a storefront? Why? What kind of business doesn't run out of a storefront?" Right. I'm like you want you want to you want the honest answer?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I called said, Amazon. Heard yeah. of them? Uh, yep. Exactly.
3: <laughs> I said you can have a storefront that you're going to pay anywhere from four thousand to eight thousand dollars a month. To lease the space. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Right. On top of the fifty to to $100,000 renovation that you're going to have to put up into that right. to make this establishment what you want it, right? You don't just want to put some tables and a coffee pot in there. You you want to, you're like I said, you're selling the experience. My website costs $4 a month to operate. Mm-hmm. I will never go out of business never right like you can find that in the couch exactly (laughs) i will net my doors i will always be able to adapt and i will always be able to say hey i sell coffee hey i sell air filters like i will always be able to do that because the website costs four dollars a month to operate i'm not sitting in a
1: brick and mortar scratching my
3: head begging people to come in come support me come do this come to our venues come to our events
1: yeah having to i
3: have no overhead None. I mean, one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life, Muya Burger. Mm-hmm. The place was packed all the time. All the time, dude. You go in for lunch, and there, it, it's a line wrapped around. Yeah, place, I heard
1: about it. I never got to go in there. The place was. You know, you missed it. It was. Oh,
3: dude, phenomenal. Phenomenal food. I think yeah. it shits all over Five Guys. Oh, oh yeah. Really? For, oh, for dude. Sure. For sure.
1: But if Five they, Guys uh, wants to sponsor us, we'll, <laughs> we'll, t- we'll definitely
3: remove that comment. <laughs> they, uh. When they opened that strip center up, right, muya was the first one to sign the lease. And what they were there for? What? I think there was
2: in a year. Was it a year? May, I'd say maybe
3: a year, maybe a little over a year. All of a sudden, all the signs are gone. They're done. And when I say it wasn't like
1: that strip center is like go there to die. It like, is. It is, man. Like, Other than Wingstop. And there's Wingstop's a... gone. Is it Wingstop
3: yeah. is gone? It's now over there by the Houston Area Safety Council. What? Gone. Yeah,
1: they're in that that new. I should area. probably leave the house every once in a while. <laughs> hey man, we order like storefront. Yeah, we ordering food. They're bringing it to the house.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you
1: know what I'm saying? I mean,
3: it's 2020, man. Times are changing. Yeah. Time you it, 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 as a business owner, if you do not evolve, you do not adapt to these situations and adapt to social media and learn how to mm-hmm. utilize these tools. I Listen. can say confidently, you're going to fail. That's why I've been, on my, been on my Gary
1: V shit, man. Dude, Gary V. <laughs> that dude's <laughs> legit. You put me on to him. Man. That motherfucker's legit. I,
3: I love it. Some of Gary V's content is repetitive, but yeah. it's repetitive for a reason. It's because yeah. it fucking works. Yeah. It works. He's right. Everything he has said thus far has just been like a huge, especially to me, like, fuck yeah, I get that. I, yeah. do, I feel that in my heart. You right. know? Stepping back to being a business in 2020, you cannot expect to succeed. If you have a 1990 mentality, right, it's no. just not going to work. It's not going yeah. to. I I know several guys who own their own plumbing, and electrical, HVAC companies, right? They refuse to get on social media. They refuse to do it because
1: it's free
2: advertising. You're signing your man. death warrant. It, yeah.
3: They but they would rather meet somebody in a grocery store and say, "I own a plumbing company. I own right. an electrical company." That's all fine and dandy when social media wasn't a ginormous part of our lives. Yeah. yeah. When you that's when you had to do things that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, you don't have to pay to put an ad in the paper. No, sign up for Facebook. The well, shit's yeah. free, yeah, and you can blast it. Get an Instagram everywhere. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, that's that's the that's going to that. That's my number one site. Yes, yeah. is Facebook. Yep. Yeah, I, I it's free, it's joint to my personal page. Yep, and mm-hmm. I can update it anytime I want. That's to. where
3: that's where people are at, man. That's yeah. That's where people
2: socialize now, that's
3: where people communicate. Like, it's yeah. That's that's how information is exchanged. It's all on social media, and there's so many different platforms to do that, and every single one of them is free.
1: I doubt we'd have 1,700 listens to this show already if if, we were walking around Deer Park
3: handing out business cards, (laughs) (laughs) handing out CDs. Here's episode one. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It doesn't work (laughs) like that anymore. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a definitely a different time. And like I said, every time we drive by a little building, Val will say. They didn't adapt to 2020. (laughs) That's my girl. You're right.
1: Yeah. I mean, the American dream in that aspect has changed. It's, I feel easier to work for yourself now than ever. It is. is. I mean, you just got to, you just got to get over the, the, the fear. You got to get over the uncertainty of it and just go out there and take a risk. But it's it's easier to do now because I mean, we talked about it a few episodes ago. I was like, man, I want to be on the radio. Yeah. Like, it's really hard to get on the radio. Of that course. is a dog-eat-dog dog type of business. Yeah. Okay, but now there's a website where we can click and say, okay, I want that microphone. I want that receiver. I want this yep. boom stand. Mm-hmm. Let's do our own shit. Yep. Absolutely. And put it on the internet. Yep. You know, 15 bucks a month, whatever, I can put out this podcast. Uh-huh. And hopefully enough people listen to it And now somebody will come in and start breaking me off a chunk of change. Yeah. Because I have the ears of people. That's, where, that's the stage that I'm in. When you first came up to me, and said, hey, you're still thinking about doing a podcast. I wanted to do the podcast because I just wanted to have a microphone in my face. And, of course. Yeah, and yeah. talk. <laughs> I never in my mind even thought, yeah. somebody pay. For- yeah, come on, dude. Whatever. <laughs> right? you know
3: me, dude. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a money guy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, so so I, you're I telling the me the whole angels.
2: time no, no one ever said that you had a radio voice or anything. Say, so, hey, you should probably use that. Dude, no. so <laughs> This dude has missed his calling. Yeah. Like I, tenfold. Oh, he, yeah. He People is, have
1: told me that. It really started when I started doing PA for the Tigers. Oh, yeah. I started doing the PA announcing really? because normally they'd have, you know, they'd have a guy up there and he'd be, you know, excited, but he'd just be using his yeah. regular everyday dad voice. And I came up in there with this ladies and gentlemen, like,
0: <laughs> and everybody's like, whoa, what's yeah. going on? Yeah.
1: Like, you should do radio. Radio is another thing. Like that is a dying
2: industry. platform yeah. and industry. Ask me how many times I listen to my radio. Exactly, in my truck. Yeah. but like do you know, I, like when I say radio, I'm talking about FM, AM. Because I'm like you, I used to, I used to listen to the political stuff on AM, and we're not going to get on that. But right. I used to listen to it all the time. Yeah, and I don't even think I use that button anymore. Nope. Yeah, it's straight to my phone. Yep. I can't scan the radio,
1: whether it's music or talk radio. I had the radio on for like a couple of weeks and this was last year. Sometime I had the radio on for a couple of weeks and they were playing the same shit over and over and over. Repetitive. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to turn this off. So I went yeah, back to my, went back to my phone, went back to listening to music on my phone or podcast, or whatever. Three months later, I went back to the radio <laughs> they were playing the same shit. Yeah, over. You're not talking over about a Houston radio station, are
2: you? Oh, yes, yes, I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the one you're thinking about—they've been playing the same shit since 1995. Oh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> ever, ever
2: since they took away the that that the request line, I remember when that came out.
1: Yes, and we yes. used to call yep.
2: all the time. Yeah, and you're gonna laugh because I think the most requested uh, song at at your house was Afro Man. <laughs> that, I think I think they Shout ran out. Shout out Palmdale, California. <laughs> yeah. I they had to run that C D out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went
1: to the same high school as Afro Men. That's crazy. I'm from I went to Palmdale High School.
0: <laughs> Legit Small story. Way. Legit story. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the the way you get to the to the American dream, dude, it's changing. And oh, yeah. I'm one of the people who I see people like you guys and with the fire and the in the so work. Let me, ethic. let me
3: let me ask you something before you go on to this next topic about yeah. Starting these endeavors, okay. Yeah, you you said that you were scared at first.
1: Are you talking about this podcast? Yeah, I wasn't that maybe not necessarily scared. I didn't think, I I didn't think there was a way to do it, okay. And because I was a naysayer, okay. okay? So, even okay, let's before you got me on board with doing the podcast and possibly getting advertisement, you know, I would think to myself, I need to find something I'm into, okay. What am I into? Mm -hmm. I'm really into music, um, okay. So, I was in a rock band and I was like, cool. That was that got me outside of my comfort zone because yeah. I love to listen to rock music, but I never performed it. Yeah. So then I got into a rock band and I started doing that. A lot of my buddies were like, "Yeah, man, we could cut a record." The day, the way we do this now, you mm-hmm. do it yourself. You don't need to have a record deal. Yeah. And I was always like, "Man, are we even that good?" Yeah. Like I didn't believe that I was that good. Yeah. And we we did a show and we killed. Like everybody loved it. And I was like, eh, "Yeah, but still, like I just couldn't get." motivated enough to think that i could make these moves yeah and then the idea of podcast came up and i'm like well where am i gonna get the equipment that equipment's probably really expensive where am i gonna record it i don't have anywhere to record (laughs) it you know what i mean like always thinking about why something can't happen then chris says hey man we can get all this equipment off this website and finance it no credit no nothing like okay there goes that obstacle and he's asking me, do you know how much people pay to advertise on podcasts? And I'm thinking to myself, dude, <laughs> come on, man. Who are we? There's going to be three people listening to this thing, you know?
2: Yeah, that's three. Probably. <laughs> <Bravo. laughs> yeah, I was like, there's going to be three people. So we put out
1: our first episode. And at this point, I'm just doing it for fun. And on the first episode, man, I started seeing like I'm reaching people I never thought I was going to reach. Yeah. And people are connecting with, all we did was tell a super stupid little story about how we became friends, but people appreciated our honesty and people appreciated us being transparent. And I was like, okay, maybe we are onto something. People kept telling me, hey man, I think you're onto something. Yeah. Okay, what if there's a podcast out there that doesn't have negativity, mm-hmm. that doesn't have people arguing about politics or arguing over sports? What if there's just two guys sitting in front of a mic and they're talking about positive things, motivational things. Yeah. Talking about entrepreneurship, bringing on people with interesting stories, having good conversation. There's people who are going to want to listen to that. Yeah. And if enough people want to listen to that, maybe somebody's going to want to say, "Hey, drink Sprite Zero. It has zero <laughs> carbs and no calories. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll yeah. read that. Yeah. You know, oh, for yeah. for a few thousand. So my mentality changed when you were were like, "Hey man, we're not doing this just to be doing it." Yeah. You know, I was at first, but you had ideas like hey man i wanted to advertise my business on a podcast and they told me <laughs> it cost this much <laughs> hell no nah, i'm gonna start my own podcast yeah yeah so i don't know if it was fear as much as just doubt i'm not that good i'm not going to be able to get enough people to listen to me talk on this microphone to, to have somebody i'm over that shit now i'm like you know what i'm gonna work this bitch until i'm yeah. good enough yeah. that they do want to pay course. me money the, the, so, the, the
2: things you're talking about is one of the biggest things that we you know, in my field, and mm-hmm. it's called the limiting belief. Right. That is the biggest op- there, There's there are people are gonna laugh, and any of the agents that listen to this, uh, there's two big obstacles that we have in our field, mm-hmm. and that's limited beliefs and lead gen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And once you can knock those out, once you can knock down those walls, and figure out how to do that efficiently, nothing can hold you back. You yeah. Know, the biggest the, that limiting belief is you know number one. Yeah. You're telling yourself that you can't do it or. Right. Nothing, no one's going to listen to it or yeah. no one's going to give a shit about a podcast coming out of Deer Park. Yeah. No one's going to care. Yeah. You know, that once you get past that, you'll, you, it's shocking how yeah. much, you know, you're wrong. Right. Really.
1: And I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, if I don't think I'm good enough to make that happen now, then I'm going to get better. Yeah, I'm just going to work it. Yeah. yeah. And go. then I'm going to get to the point where somebody's going to say, hey, you know what? This is good. You got a lot of listeners listening to this. Why don't you read this 30 second? You know, a little clip (laughs) for us, real quick. All right, I can do that. Yeah, I I learned to read a long time ago. So, there we go. Let's work it out, man. Yeah. So, people like Chris and yourself, man, I look at it and I'm like, I got to get on this train. I got to get on board. I got to stop doubting myself and what's what's possible. Because, like you said, that's the number one obstacle. Once you can get past yourself Mm -hmm. and stop the disbelief that something incredible can happen, then the sky's really the limit. You talk to anybody, you talk to anybody who's successful. Yep. They just believed it. They yep, knew yep. it was going to happen. It wasn't a question. It was a certainty that it was and, going to happen. And
3: not only did they just believe it, they, they fucking enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they went to, you know, that's important. They went to quote unquote work and they liked what they were doing. They mm-hmm. liked showing up every day. They liked doing what they were doing. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a, it's such a huge part of this whole entrepreneurship thing is if you don't love what you're doing, like, yeah. it shows very, Obvious. It's just like when you're at a job that you fucking hate. It's obvious. Yeah. Like, why would you stand at a job that you hate with a passion, and you get home and you talk shit all the time about this worthless fucking job and how you're so ready to quit? Yeah. Why would you not take that passion, turn it around into positive energy, and go do something that you do love? Right. Because when you do put that fire burning passion into whatever the fuck it is you do, it becomes great. It becomes yeah. something really cool.
1: Yeah, I think what stumps most people is the fear of failure.
2: Which, oh, absolutely. And
1: here's the deal fear can work in two ways. It can keep you motivated to make sure that you don't fail, or you can just be scared and decide, I'm not going to take any risks. And fear is good for For me.
3: For it to work, man, you you gotta, you gotta, fear has to, I don't want to say excite you, but it has to be a part of your everyday life because it could fall apart and it could fail quick. But you better be three steps ahead of it, yeah, you better know how you're going to react to that situation when it does happen
1: absolutely you know? absolutely well man i'm I'm excited to have you guys here. I feel motivated already i'm <laughs> I'm fired up man I'm ready to go josh you're you're into this thing i mean what's your what's your american dream what do you see what where do you want to be five ten years from now what's your idea of of what your future holds for you.
2: I'm glad you asked that question because we we just had a I, I guess a seminar at our broker about it, and we had to stand up and say what our number one thing would be mm-hmm. uh, for for our lifetime goal, and that for me would be just passive income. And not to say that, that I don't love what I do, I don't that I don't love going out and meet people or doing that. When you have the opportunity to I guess reap what you've been able to do, mm-hmm. that's I mean that's awesome. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. Not saying that I won't, but <laughs> but having that having that in your back pocket, saying you, you can know, put
1: all that energy into something else, exactly. You
2: know? And that's and that's kind of what I want to do. This is kind of my springboard. Um, I guess this is my start of entrepreneurship. Is this is going to fund what I want to do? Yeah. Right? Um, what 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 kind of stuff that I wanted to um, you know, open up or or mm-hmm. you know, put out into existence? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so that's that's awesome. I already know. Chris told me his plan five years ago. He's like, I'm gonna be retired when I'm what'd you say, forty five? Forty
3: five, that's my plan. <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. done.
1: It would be to retire when I'm forty five. Be and be uh done. Do what? How's that looking? Yeah, you how you looking on that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. hey man, hey you gotta keep gotta keep I going. Mean, I, I'm 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 positivity.
3: trucking I'm trucking every day yeah. and and yeah. we knock it out of the park every day. Yeah. Whether that's it's all you can do. One yep. One order or whether it's ten, like yeah. we we do it with a fire burning passion. It's, Absolutely. And, and that's what's going to get us there. Yeah. That's 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 what's going to take yeah. it off.
1: And I think the part of the American dream that we haven't talked about yet is you're trying to leave a legacy.
2: Of course. Oh, yeah.
1: For not just yourself, but your kids, of course, and your kids, kids to know that you're doing something that's going to put the generations behind you in a position. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll decide to do something that they're passionate about. And yeah. maybe it's not what you're doing you Will have put them in a position to do that, of course, yeah. and whatever they want to do. And I know that you teach your girls, sky's a limit. Yeah, Josh, do you have any kids?
2: I got two dogs. Does that count? You got two. <laughs> yes, it does. The sky is the limit for Skies, those two dogs. They are. They are. They What's the your kids. dog's names? We got Rocket and Gemma. What kind of dog are they? Uh, one of them's a pit, and um, the other one is a husky pit. A husky they are, pit, they are both rescues. That's that's nice. That's yeah. what I, I and they're push. pretty
1: big, I'm assuming.
2: Uh, well, he was big. Until she got there, now she. Oh, <laughs> she <yeah. reminds> everything. <laughs> so, that's what's uh, up, man.
1: So I mean, our kids in that future. We were absolutely. talking about? yeah. That's, okay, and that's
2: that's kind of going based on you know the work that I, you know changing careers and stuff. Yeah. it's kind of setting us up. I, you know, we, y'all talked about it before, and, and I've heard it so many times from my parents. You never. You're never ready to have no. a kid. You're never yeah. prepared. No. You're never- Don't sit around and yeah. wait for you to be ready. Yeah. You can read the be, manual all you want to. You'll be that 85 manual. talking yeah. about, yeah. you know, well, we
1: still got to do this. Yeah. You know, it, and yeah. Just like this American dream, just like with your career, you, you take a leap of faith Absolutely, and you're not going to feel like, you know, what the fuck you're doing every day of being a parent. I'll tell you that much. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things that <laughs> this is really stupid, but I told Logan the other day, I'm like, okay, so when I die, you have to do the podcast. <laughs> so we got to keep this thing going. And he's yeah. like, "Don't talk about dying." I'm like, "I'm not gonna. I'm just saying. For me, of course, I want to leave yeah. something behind." Yeah, of course. Our first episode in a hundred years, when the internet is still there, you'll be able to listen back yeah, and yeah. hear what Nick Stevenson had to say yep. on the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast. Yep. I, that that's happening now. That's if not another person listens to it. Yeah, you know. But I want to leave something behind that people remember me for the person I was. Of course, and. This podcast now I can let everybody know. It's not just the people who know me. Yeah. I can let everybody know what I'm about, and that excites me. And the idea that I might be able to make a chunk of change doing <laughs> it too, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I'll that, take that. that.
3: That's 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 what drives this. Yeah, that's, that's you know yeah. to to keep. To that's keep, the nugget. To keep going. Yeah. And you yeah. gotta you gotta have you gotta be financially compensated in some way, shape, form,
1: fashion. Yeah, because. Whatever you guys think, running a podcast is not free. No. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the red right now. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, Josh, man, I'm so glad you came on. Like I said, you've been supporting us heavy. Um, you are welcome to sit in that chair anytime, man. And we can talk it. about anything. We can rap That's over it. music, movies, whatever you want to rap on. Yep. You come on and, and you come see us, man. We thank everybody for listening. Once again, we are active on social media facebook instagram twitter 16 now chris 16 on twitter i'll, I'll figure that out eventually <laughs> but everybody just like josh man we appreciate you we appreciate everyone who has shared our content shouted us out we can't thank you enough for tuning in i'm gonna get us out of here for joshua beard thank you sir problem, not my name's nick Stevenson.
3: my name is chris clark and we'll see y'all next time
0: been listening to the smells like middle-aged spirit podcast with nick and chris for more show content follow us on facebook instagram and twitter